welcome back everybody to a really exciting episode of the Wildcat Alley podcast. A little bit off season this time. Uh, your host Alex Marcatulio, my boy Juice Thompson coming to you live from Egypt. We got a really exciting episode ahead. Uh, we got a special guest who we'll get to in a second, but um, some really exciting things for Northwestern basketball. Really excited to get back with you, Juice. Uh, how's Egypt treating you? Man, Egypt is going well. Uh, we already won one championship, have two more to win. So I'm excited to be on here back talking hoops with you again. How's everything been with you, Alex? Yeah, Juice, doing well here. Uh, it's, it's been a crazy summer so far. Uh, just traveling, kicking it with the wife and uh, doing some fun things around the city. So excited for you to get nice. back. But in the meantime, we got some breaking news out of Northwestern. We got a special guest here. Uh, the one, the only Boo Booey. Boo, thanks for joining us today. Obviously, it's been a, it was a memorable season. Uh, and now when the dust settles, and we want to talk about your team. Let's digest what happened, right? Um, and let's talk about the future, right? That's where we're here. We want to hear what, what went into your decision and uh, what's it going to be? Yeah, so obviously, you know, and part of my decision, you know, is just the incredible run we made this year. And then just obviously over the past four years, coming out of high school, I was super under-recruited. You know, no one really believed in me except for Northwestern. Northwestern was the only high major who reached out and gave me an offer. That uh, Northwestern alone will always have a place in my heart just based off of that. Uh, you know, they gave me that first opportunity to be Boo Booey, you know. So, and part of my decision on coming back, you know, that definitely was a huge part. And then obviously our senior, my senior year, the success we had, you know, it was a super fun ride. One of the most fun years of my life. and. You know, I think that coming back next year, we, we, we have a chance to be even better and, you know, running back and make a further run. So it's just super exciting knowing those two things and coming back, you know, I feel like I'm coming back to my second home and everybody here loves me and I love everybody in the community. So it's just a great place to be. Hell yeah, man. I mean, we heard time, it here man. first on Beyond the Big Ten. We got Boo Booey coming back, wearing Northwestern purple and white. That's huge. Uh, Juice, what do you got for us, man? This is obviously huge news, huge for the program. Man, that's exciting. You know, congratulations on all your success so far. You know, that's great news to me, the Wildcat fans. Everyone's going to be excited. So, you know, as we get into you making that decision, you know, I would like to know what was the, you know, what was your process like? What was it like for you picking out an agent? Did you talk to a lot of agents? Kind of walk us through that. And what led you up, you know, to your decision to come back to Northwestern? <clears throat> yeah, so I got, I, uh, you know, after the season, you know, I, th I took some time off uh, just, to ch just to chill, relax, see some family. You know, it was a long season, so, you know, players need that mentally. And just time to sit back and think and just reflect on the season and, and see what the best decision and option would be for me at the time. And, and at first I thought that option was to, you know, pursue the NBA draft. So that's what I decided to do. I reached out to my brother, uh, you know, just other alum and, and my other coaches and just talking to my family. You know, I ended up deciding to uh, find an agent, uh, agent with uh, Wasserman. And uh, it was just like a representation agreement and I was gonna do the process. And then, you know, as I was going through that process, you know, I was super confident and I was getting better every single day. And I was just in a position where it's like, I feel confident in myself and my ability to, you know, to go back and perform at an even higher level to, you know, boost my, my pro stock and, 
and have a better chance instead of, you know, being like a long shot guy in the, in the, throughout the process. So, you know, just going back and be able to have that extra year to get better and, you know, go through, go through another fun run with the guys, uh, you know, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Yeah, so you mentioned your brother, Boo. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. What, what, was, what was his feedback? What are some things that you're looking to work on this summer? I know last summer, coming back from your junior year into your senior year, mm -hmm. it seemed to me that you, you really worked on your strength, your ability to work through contact, play through contact, and then like your durability, right? Like you were able to play all 36 games, play 30 plus minutes a night, and play at a high level. So what are some things that you saw within that uh, early draft process that, you know, some feedback that you received that you need to work on in order to boost that stock like you talked about? Yeah. Uh you know, one thing that like stuck out for me majorly was just my three-point percentage. Being a guard at my size, you know, not really super athletic. Uh, you you got to really be able to shoot it from behind the uh, behind the arc, which I think I'm very highly capable of. Uh, for sure. And you know, this year I didn't shoot great in the beginning of the year. Uh, I started to shoot better towards the end of the year, but I felt like overall it just I didn't show what type of shooter I really am. So uh, I'm not too worried about that. You know. I constantly work on my shooting. You can never perfect it. Look at Steph Curry. He's in the gym every day working on his shot. Shooting is one of those things you always work on. You never get, you can never perfect it. Uh, so just that, and then obviously continuing building my strength. Uh, I've seen how the strength helped me this year. So, you know, just trying to add a little more weight. That way I'm really just a force out there uh, when I'm driving the ball and just trying to stay on balance. and continue to develop and making the right reads and just making the right play every single time. But most importantly, you know, just having that consistency in the three-point shot. Interesting. And then another thing to pick up on, you know, you mentioned your brother. Obviously, we know, Taylor Battle had a successful career, you know, at Penn State High School and even when he played professionally. What is that like having your brother, you know, on coaching staff as an assistant coach and as a brother? and? Also, what kind of advice and how was he able to help you with this process since he was able to go through it after he graduated? So basically, I, I grew up my whole my whole life, you know, him being my like my basketball role model, just watching everything that he uh, was able to accomplish and go through. I just watched how it changed his life. And where we come from, you know, there's not really many options that we have to, you know, do so. And I just kind of wanted to follow in his footsteps and you know, be great like he was. And so, yeah, you know, the, the relationship between us, you know, is just more so like a father-son, like he, he's more like a father figure. We're like a 12 years difference and he kind of, you know, more so treats me that way. Uh, as I got older, you know, it's kind of became more of like a friendship. And now we, you know, we talk about certain things that we didn't used to talk about. And, you know, we hang out more often and stuff like that. But on the court, you know, he actually is, he, he's a, he's a, uh, He's good to have on the bench, you know, because when I'm not seeing something or if I'm getting frustrated or whatever the case may be, he's, he's a voice that I, could, that I could listen to, just, you know, hear what he's saying and, and try to make the change uh, quick instead of just keep talking to myself and just, you know, not seeing it or continue to, like, just beat up on myself. You know, he, he gets me through those. And then obviously just throughout every practice, you know how it is with a sibling. You, you you know you like you have a tendency you know to, to mess with them more. So he notices literally every single thing I do in practice. So he's just super nitpicky with me and making sure I'm doing everything 100% and 
super focused, like there's no messing around. With your decision to return, switching gears a little bit, what does this mean for your legacy? What does it mean for the legacy of Boo Booey here at Northwestern? What do you see in the future? What are you going to see from the fans uh, after this decision and, and, and moving on? I think it's going to I think it's going to be a good thing for you know the school for the program. You know I think it's going to excite a lot of people. I mean I know I'm excited. I know the coaches are excited. Uh, you know the re the returning guys are super excited. You know we're we're just expecting what it was this past year, but it, but even better. You know our goals are to win the Big Ten and you know make an even further run in the tournament. Like I said earlier. And, and there's no reason we can't. Uh, we're not necessarily worried about anybody telling us we can't anyway. Uh, they just said that we were going to be 13th in the league this right. year. You already proved second. that. So yeah. <laughs> we're not really worried about that anymore. We're just, you know, focused on accomplishing bigger things because, you know, we're capable of doing that. We got you coming back. We also got some great news that Coach Collins' contract was extended. What, did that play a part in your decision to come back? You know, what's the atmosphere like now with him getting that extension that he, you know, so well deserved after, you know, like you guys just mentioned, we were projected to finish 13th in the conference and we had this historic season. How did that play a role in your decision to come back? And what's that relationship like with you guys? Yeah, I mean, obviously that, that was a huge role. You know, coaches, coaches the, the guy I came in with, you know, he's coached me for all four years and, he deserves this this year as much as anybody, if not more than a lot of people. You know, a lot of people threw his name in the dirt along on top of our names and, and just the program in general. And he never turned on us and he just always came in ready to work. And so for that, uh, I'm super appreciative of him and he deserves everything he's getting. But obviously that's a huge role. Uh, definitely waiting to hear the news. I didn't doubt that he wasn't going to get extended, but if that had not been the case, then I don't know. I don't know if I would have been coming back to Northwest. Yeah, like you wow. mentioned, he gave you your shot, right? Yeah, like he, he was the one that, that saw yeah. your talent from early on and obviously has molded you into the player that you are. Obviously, you've worked really hard as well, but uh, without his guidance and tutelage, you probably wouldn't be here. So right. that's really great to hear. So like what's next for you, right? Like we talked about your legacy, right? You know, I'm going to throw some stats at you uh, right now for you know, what you need to become the all-time leading this and that. You need 497 points to break to break Juice and I's teammate John Sherna's all-time record at 2038. Shout out to John Sherna too. Shout out to John Sherna. He won at Euro Cup last night, MVP of the finals, all Euro Cup first team. Sherna is crushing it over in Spain. Yeah, got to shout time. him out. He's Go ahead, time. I had to shout him out. So Boo, Boo coming back has a chance to beat his record for points, which yeah. you know has you know held true for like 12 years right now. Um, so that's mm -hmm. huge. 497 points. And then we talk about somebody else on the bench. Bryant McIntosh had 700 career assists, and you need 253 to beat that. So that's like a little about over seven a game. So some lofty goals for you. But you personally, you for the team, uh, what are some goals heading into the season? I know you mentioned win the Big Ten title. Um, but what can we look for, for from you and the team as we head into the 23-24 season? For me individually, you know, uh, I obviously like to, you know, go back to back all first team honors. But uh, most importantly for the team, you know, we just want to win a Big Ten title. You know, we want to be one of the first teams to do that. And like I said, just make a further run in the tournament. We want to go to Sweet 16, Final Four, even win it all. You know, we're not holding ourselves short, but, you know, we just want to we want to do something different. I don't I don't really have personal accolades for myself. I never really did that. I've, I've, I've always been like 
about the team. I'm going to play my game based on how I think I'm going to help the team win. Mm -hmm. So with like the accolades and stuff, you know, throughout my four years, like I've just been playing. And at the end of those four years, like my stat line and my career stats have read what they've read. I had I didn't try or target target that. So you know, next year going into that that season, you know, I'm gonna do the same exact thing. I'm I'm just I'm just gonna try to win as many games as possible, and whoever has to guard me, I'm gonna try to kill. Them. Pray for them, right? Yeah. yeah. Pray for them. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, and I, I love lock it. them up. On That's right. Other. That's right. Like oh, we play a defense. I like that. Yeah. Hey, I, I got a few tricks to teach you for the defensive end, but. You know, like we talk about your individual goals, you know, one thing, you know, that really stood out. Obviously, you continue to get better over your time at Northwestern. You know, your numbers went up and your averages, points, rebounds, assists, and steals. Was there anything in particular you worked on, you know, last offseason that led to your big senior year? Was it anything, advice that the coaches gave you, or was it more of like an individual thing that you realized of what you had to work on and what are you working on for next year? to, you know, add to your game? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a combination of a lot of things. Uh, you know, just the progression of, of the four years, just all the games being played, just knowing knowing how the league works, knowing what it takes to win, and then just really sacrificing a lot of stuff outside of, uh, you know, like, like outside of practice hours, sacrificing more hours in the gym, just trying to develop my game, you know, forcing my teammates to come with me to the gym, you know, bringing them, getting them shots up. And I feel like this year was the, the culture in the locker room and, and on the court was just super different than, than previous years. So, yeah. yeah, it's a testament to you, man. Like you could really tell like your maturity and your development really was a catalyst to, to the team moving forward. And it showed in the locker room and, and on the court. And so you talked about the guys coming in from the portal. You know, we got three freshmen coming in. You know, now you're the OG going into your fifth year. You know, what's that like for you as obviously, you know, you're the leader of the team, heart and soul. The ball is in your hands. You know, obviously you, we've, you've showed that growth and maturity. So what is that like for you, you know, knowing that you really have to bring these guys in and, you know, teach them the way. You're the guy that they're going to look to for advice and everything. How do you, you know, take on that role? Yeah, so that was something that I, uh, you know, I went through this year, and I would say that I was actually still navigating it because uh, I don't feel like anyone can be too perfect at that. You know, everyone's human. Everybody gets into their own thoughts at times. So, and in order to be leading a, a group of four, uh, 14 guys, all similar ages, you know, it's it's hard to do that 24/7. But, mm -hmm. you know. That's just something I did last year, and you know, it's just about bringing everyone together. You know, letting everybody know, like, hey, like this is this is for us. Like, this is not for any individual. And if we make it about us, it's not going to work out. But if if you actually make it about the team, you know, individual success will come with that. And you know, that's something that showed this year. Uh, you know, with with guys like Chase and I, and you know, other guys, Brooks, you know, Robbie, and. And everybody started getting attention towards the end of the year, and and that's just what you get when you're on a winning program. You know, say we have been losing, then you know no one's getting attention. Everybody's just everybody's just getting talked bad about. So I just think you know, forming this culture, and then every single day, you know, you just stand ten toes on that culture, and and you don't you don't allow slippage. That was my biggest thing. Uh, I'm super hard on on the guys. You know, it's, it's tough love, 
when we're on the court, you know, sometimes I, I could be super like mean in a sense. Uh, but really, I just don't, I don't mess around. I don't think it's time to ha like necessarily have fun. Like obviously you want to have fun, but it's not, it's not play around time. And then off the court, you know, just super love the guys up, hang out, you know, take the younger guys out, you know, bring them to lunch, just do stuff off the court, you know, let them know that you actually care about them, that, not that you're just using them, you know, like you don't use them. Basically let them know like you're part of the team, like we need you. And then making everybody just feel apart, you know, when you feel apart, you know, you're willing to give more, so. Nothing wrong with a little tough love. love. And then one other thing, first time, you know, Coach Collins, second trip to the NCAA tournament, your first time playing in the tournament. Me personally, me and Alex, we never got there. You know, what are some things you learned, you know, playing those two games in the tournament? What was that experience like? Yeah, playing those two games in the tournament was probably one of the best experiences in my life for sure. I learned that leading up to that game, you need to practice with only brand new basketballs <laughs> the whole entire for time. For real, for real. For at least three weeks or you're not gonna find no jump shot. Straight out the box. Yeah, because wow. those, those things are coming straight yeah. out the box and no whistles are being mm. blown. So oh, it's just a, play, it's a huh? fun experience though, you know, just going and traveling. The traveling like was, was even, even like going and staying before the game was different than like just regular games during the season. You know, it was just super exciting. Everything was just super positive the whole time. And luckily we were in California, the weather was super warm and nice. So when we weren't playing, we were just out there enjoying the weather. And it was, a, it was an awesome experience for everyone. And our fans traveled well too, right? We had a lot of purple yeah. in those stands. So talk about that. How was that atmosphere playing in Sacramento? Yeah, I mean, the atmosphere in Sacramento was great, but just the, the atmosphere that, you know, all the people brought all year long, you know, was was really, really huge. It played a big role in our success, and we couldn't be more grateful than 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 Wildcat Nation for coming out uh, to Sacramento. I, I just I was getting a bunch of reposts on like social media from like all all the alum and stuff. So it was definitely great, and it was it was finally f fun to see like all purple in the gym instead of the opposing team filling the arena up. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, with you coming back, you're bringing so much excitement back to Welsh Ryan. Uh, it's going to be jumping again this year, just like it was for the greater portion of, of this year. So since we're on beyond the Big Ten, let's talk about some of the, the road atmospheres in the Big Ten. What are some of your favorite places to go in and play within conference? Yeah, so some of my favorite places, I like, I like playing at Michigan State. Uh, you kill it there too. Yeah, like, I kill it there. Yeah, that rim looks like the ocean yeah. there for you. The, atmos <laughs> the atmosphere there is great though, because I've always kind of been a player that talks a little bit, talks a little bit on yeah. the court, and their fans just constantly talk. So it's like I'm not talking to their fans, but in my head I'm talking to them. So it's like every time I do something, it's just more motivating. And then same with Illinois. Uh, I like playing at Illinois. But yeah, I was gonna say, like yeah, you, you, you scored the ball with their spaceship yeah. or whatever they have. Yeah. Their little spaceship dome, yeah, that's that's a cool arena. I like the I like the orange floor. It gets loud in there too. Purdue's pretty cool. It gets super loud in there. It's hard to play there. How about Purdue during shoot around when you bounce the ball? You can hear yeah, like you can the hear echo the and everything. It's crazy yeah. in there. Yeah, but then when when it's Purdue during the game, you bounce the ball. You don't hear anything. <laughs> right? Yeah, you can't hear anything. Sound like amplifies yeah, down just, to the to the floor. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it just sounds like static the whole game. Zzz. 
So what, where do you not like playing? What are your least favorite places to play in the Big Ten? I don't 10? like playing uh, at Wisconsin. I don't like playing at Wisconsin because it's like the gym is cold. Right, they got that like, ice yeah, underneath there. Yeah, they got the ice yeah, underneath, yeah, underneath. So it's freezing yeah. in there and it's kind of dark in there. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, playing there is a little a little challenging. Got the dub though. Got yeah, the dub last year. We got the dub last year. Yeah, dog fight. Yeah, it was a dog fight. That's a tough place to speaking play. Of, speaking of that, like that win. What was it like? You know, during the season this year, you had the COVID scare. A game had to get rescheduled. You know, a lot of the fans and everybody were talking. They were worried about guys. You know, not having their legs under them. But you guys did a really good job. You came out, got some wins. What was that like as you guys? you know, navigated through that COVID scare and had to take some time off? I mean, obviously COVID isn't going away, you know, it's definitely calmed down and, you know, it's getting more under control, mm-hmm. but it was something that we kind of been preparing for all year. Cause like I told you before, we knew that it didn't go away. So, you know, our medical staff and, and, and those guys were always on top of it, just consistently inf- uh, telling us info and just making sure that we were good. And, you know, so once everybody got back healthy, you know, we just, made the commitment to grinding and getting back in shape. And uh, we weren't going to have no excuses for, you know, coming off of COVID. We, didn't, we weren't going to use that as an excuse to go out and lose games. Uh, more so, we used it as fuel, like even more fuel, like this this bad thing hit our team. Like, let's use it to motivate us and go out and go even harder. And just that's what we kind of did. And so those next two days of practice after uh, we all came back from COVID, uh, th- those those days were crazy. but. It ended up paying off. I think we went on like a five-game win streak or something. Yeah, because yeah. Right. we had yeah, lost a couple was... going into that going into yeah. that break, and then you know I know people were talking, right? right? People were talking. We talked about it on the pod. Is like, okay, how are they going to respond after the the losing streak? And then from there, y'all just really stuck together yeah. and put together a, a a great streak, and we're we're popping teams, right? Like getting some really good wins against ranked teams yeah. and then going to other people's buildings and, and, and putting them to bed. So yeah. that was good stuff, man. Last, I wanted to know, what advice would you give to the up-and-coming players that are going to be in similar situations as you with you know, receiving NILs, going through the pre-draft process, picking out an agent? Is there any advice you got for the next generation of players that are listening to this? Because obviously, you know, you're a fan favorite. You know, all the kids I work with, they always asking questions about you see how my sons are when they get to see you. What advice do you have for the next generation of players that's hoping to be in a situation like you? Yeah, so, you know, I mean, NIL has definitely changed the game. Uh, with that being said, you know, what I would advise is to just really be smart, you know, and, and, and truly, truly believe in what your gut is telling you to do, you know, and really, like, do your research on, you know, with these coaches and what they're telling you and the, what the NIL say, uh, situation is going to look like because, you know, there's numbers that's being thrown out there that aren't realistic and, and those numbers aren't being met and promises aren't being met. So I would, I would just say don't, don't look for the quick money, you know, do, do what's going to be best for you, whether that's at the time or in the long run, but whatever you feel is truly best for you at that moment, then I would say do that. But don't just be prone to taking quick money and putting yourself in harm's way for your future. You know, you don't want to get a quick 30 grand for one year and then set yourself up to begin 25, 30 grand for the next 12 years instead of, you know, staying in the spot, making zero dollars, and then, you know, putting yourself in the possession and, you know, go make a better living after that. You know what I'm saying? 
For real, man. That's good advice. I love that. And then obviously, I would say definitely get a tax guy. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Because most of those NILs are uh, non-taxed, and you've got to pay tax at the end of the year. Nothing's being taken out. Tax man waits for no yeah, one, man. Yeah, Sam is collected. He's collected for yeah. sure. Tax man waits for no one. Oh, He's definitely man, coming. Man, that's amazing. <laughs> you know that already, man. That's good, man. You got your head on your on the shoulders, man. Good job, man. That's great advice, my boy. Yeah, I appreciate you, Boo. And obviously, this is it's been a pleasure for us to interview you. Get you the exclu- yeah. get the exclusive interview. You heard it here first on Beyond the Big Ten, the Wildcat Alley podcast. Boo Boo, we return into yes. Northwestern for the fifth year. This is huge news yes. for the Wildcat camp, and I'm sure the fans are going to go crazy over this. So, appreciate it, bro. Thanks Sorry. for joining us today. Appreciate you. Yep. Man, Thanks, Juice. Appreciate you, my boy. Man, anytime, man. We got to have you back on during the season. Good yes, luck sir. this year. You know what to do. Let's get yes, that sir. All-American, my boy. Back to the tournament. Yes, sir. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.